hey, welcome to Transform Pain to Power, the podcast about what it really takes to resolve pain and the simple, unconventional yet proven techniques to get you there most quickly. Listen in for high-level creative conversation to inspire you to engage with the life that you want in a body that you love. Welcome to episode 58. I'm your host, mind-body coach and pain relief specialist, Molly Jager. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Oh, I am recording a lot of podcasts today for you. So we're having a kind of all-day extended conversation <laughs> in my experience. But I, I'm trying this new thing of... Um, consolidating my work in, you know, batch, batching things together. And it's interesting for me because it's not how I normally operate, but I'm trying to make some changes. I'm exploring new ways of um, being, right? And working and moving through my life because I want some changes. And the underlying question that I'm exploring that is a real conundrum for me in the midst of it, in the midst of the process is, um, how do you, how does one accept themselves and work towards change at the same time? (laughs) And I don't really know the answer to that question for myself yet. I mean, I think Everyone will really have their own answer to that question, as we all do, right? We all need to go through our own process in order to have our own change in our own mind-body system. But um, it's an interesting one that I'm exploring right now. So when I come to the other side, I'll share some insights with you because I'm sure sure they'll be good. I would like some insights. (laughs) So, uh, yeah work in progress. Today, I want to share with you some ideas that stem out of the last two podcasts. So two weeks ago, I spoke to you about um, behaviors and neural patterns and beliefs coming out of childhood that might be creating uh, health issues in your current life, right? Pain and other kinds of symptoms. And how to look at that. And then last week, I talked about how really what's underlying pain is fear. So the cause, the root cause for most chronic pain situations is fear. And this week, what I want to talk about is how you can start to look at these two different topics and um, give you some tips for exploring them in your life. In the first in, in the episode two weeks ago about um, childhood patterns, I mentioned the work of Dr. John Sarno and how you can uh, use his process. It is one of many that are available, but it is uh, was created for mind-body symptoms specifically. And it's basically uh, outlined in that podcast, so you can go back and listen to that. And... Last week, I talked about, you know, just being present and asking yourself the question, what am I feeling right now? What are the, what are the sensations? What are the emotions? And 
feeling through the layers of what you experience when you ask yourself that question. And today I'm going to talk about a few more tactics along those lines, a few more strategies that you can use. I hope that you have found those previous two episodes valuable and that you've actually explored some of those techniques and strategies. If you haven't, maybe do that now. Maybe do that this week. I'm going to invite you to to go back and check those out and put some of that work to work in your life. Because this stuff doesn't work if we don't do it, right? (laughs) I used to genuinely, genuinely, a part of me would believe that just listen and let it filter in (laughs) I really did I thought I I thought I could do that because when we are listening it's like you know we understand what what's being talked about we get it you know and listening is listening is a thing right it's a phenomenon and it can changes can happen but it is also passive and for any of this stuff to really shift in big ways in your life it needs to be active So I invite you to do that. I invite you to activate. And here's another thing that you can put into action this week. And this is a kind of, mm, again, another way of focusing your attention, which one way to anchor some of this work down that I give you is to write about it right? You can, you can just think about it. You can just consider it and sit with it or take it for a walk and anchor it in, in those ways. But if you find that you kind of do this a little bit, but it doesn't really anchor in, it means that you're kind of passing, skimming over the surface and not allowing time for it to integrate. Now, of course, this is the kind of work that this integration and really anchoring in the work is one of the things that you get when you work with someone like a coach, right? You get that fully in a session. You get that over time. And you're, you're, that's part of what you're investing in, right? That real integrated result-oriented change. And it's something that when you're working on your own, it might be harder to do because, you know, who else is walking you through it? Who else is getting you to do it? It's the reason why people hire personal trainers because, you know, they don't take themselves to that same level. And it's the same kind of thing. So it's like personal training for your emotional health. And doing that for yourself is possible, but sometimes harder. So I'm just giving you a little bit of gentle encouragement to, you know, just notice if you're kind of skimming over the surface and just like letting things pass you by, or if you're really anchoring in and taking advantage of the work. And if you perhaps need some other, um, kind of call to action, some other support, some other, uh, what I want to say, what's that word where somebody looks after you and they make sure that you get it done. (laughs) Whatever that word is, I can't think of it, but you know what it is. It's a common word. I'm just having a brain blip. Oh, accountability. Yeah, if you need some accountability. <laughs> get it, right? If you need it, get it. Okay, here's the tip for this week. When we're talking about this kind of shift, when we're talking about this kind of movement, 
when we're talking about this kind of change. We're talking about something that's happening very quickly in your mind, in your nervous system that has, you know, that is designed to be under your radar. And there requires a lot of wherewithal and presence to kind of notice the subtle details and uh, suss out the kind of, um, well, what's there, right? And to sit with it and to be present with it and also to trust that you are kind of getting somewhere, that you're getting something, that what you're experiencing, sensing, and feeling is real, right? That it's something rather than just like a passing like blip, that it is something. I think so often with this kind of work, because we're not well-versed and well-practiced in the work of, of feeling our emotions and sensing our sensations and, and becoming aware of the kind of mental imagery that our mind produces. A lot, if we're not well-versed in that, it can feel like almost like it's not even real. Like, am I really feeling that? Is that really what's going on? And what I want to suggest is that, how can I invite you to, to move through that? The answer is that, yes, it's real. I mean, just, yes, it's real. If you experience something, even though it's subtle, even though you can't pick it up with your hands and touch it, it's real. And the more that you allow yourself to kind of lean into those experiences, the more vivid, the more alive, the more meaningful they will become to you. And the easier it will be for you to understand that they are real. I was going to say understand them, but that's not always the case. It's like, have you ever heard that if you um, keep a dream journal, your dreams over time start to become more vivid for you? It's kind of like that. If you start practicing paying attention, practicing listening, then it's like learning the language. You start to be able to uh, hear what's being spoken. So one of the ways that you can start to explore some of your core fears or explore some of your uh, habits from childhood is by this, listening to your inner dialogue. Now, so often we don't listen to our inner dialogue on purpose because we don't like it. (laughs) Because so often our inner dialogue is not all that friendly. And so because of that, we don't really want to pay attention to it. Not always, but often for many of us, right? It's either not all that friendly toward us or toward other people. And if we find ourselves thinking negatively toward other people, we might not really want to entertain that. So we do what we can to not pay attention or try and stop the inner dialogue that's just naturally happening. And here's the key. Your inner dialogue is actually a helpful way in to start being able to listen to what's present. It's like the first layer. It's one of the parts of yourself that operates automatically that you don't have control over which I know you would love 
to have control over it. I know you don't like that there are parts of yourself that you can't control. I know that's hard for you because you have symptoms that are partly due to the fact that you want to control for things in your life. Yet spending time with the things that you cannot control is partly what allows you to experience how you can feel safe no matter whether or not you have control. How you can be present and calm and collective even when you can't control everything. The other part of being present with your inner dialogue is that it gives you the opportunity to practice self-acceptance. I talk a lot about self-acceptance because it's so key. It's so, so key in this process of uh, resolving pain and breaking the cycle of pain. Because when you are able to sit with your inner dialogue and all of the stuff about it that you don't like, it allows you to distinguish yourself from that kind of mind movement, right? And you can start to see that those two things are not one and the same and that that mind movement is not a comment on who you are. But you can't really disentangle the two until you spend enough time with them to feel the difference. If you don't spend time with it, it just feels like you. It just feels like who you are and it feels like one thing. So you have to give yourself time to feel and sense the difference. So there are a couple of times in the day that are opportune times for you to pay attention to your inner dialogue. One of those times is first thing in the morning. When you're just waking up, maybe even before you open your eyes, (laughs) and you start to become conscious of being awake, that it is morning, that there is yet another day ahead of you. Just notice what starts happening in your mind. What starts happening in your body, right? What do you feel? What are the subtle energies that start to wake up inside you? What sort of sensations start to arise in your chest, in your belly, and in your mind? Get really curious about what's there. And sometimes when you go looking for something, right, you don't find anything. So just kind of let it go. And tomorrow morning or a couple days from now in the morning, you know, you're just waking up and then just check in. I wonder what I'm thinking right now, right? And then don't deny or avoid what you don't like, right? Don't try to skip over or skim over any things that you don't like. Don't say to yourself, don't be silly. Oh, I don't want to think about that yet or whatever it is. Every time you notice yourself wanting to skip over something that pops into your mind, Just notice that you want to skip over it and then go 
back to it and ask yourself, what does that mean to me? How does that make me feel when I consider that situation or that whatever it is that pops into my mind? And then just sit with it a little bit. Sit with the feeling. Sit with the discomfort, the dislike, the irritation. And watch it evolve. One thing that you can do is if you're actually finding or you um, hear a phrase, like if a phrase pops into your mind. And by the way, as you're doing this, this might occur to you like, while you're brushing your teeth in the morning or if you get up and you have a morning routine and you go for a walk or as you're putting on your clothes or something like this like i'm not necessarily saying that you have to stay in bed and don't move (laughs) it's not really what i mean i just mean kind of open up your awareness to what's going on internally as you start to wake up to the day and experience the day right maybe you lie there a little bit Maybe you get up and as you go through the motions, just kind of gently bring your your attention to your inner experience and see what you see what you feel. Okay. What was I saying? Oh yeah. So if you find through this process that you experience a phrase that comes to your mind, something that you just pops into your mind and you're like, oh, that's it. Oh no, no wonder. Oh, that's interesting. And it feels very clear to you. One thing that I recommend is for you to say it, for you to try it on, put it on, say it out loud, repeat it in your mind. You can just be kind of like under your breath. Another thing that you can do is write it out, write. That's the first thing that you write on your page that morning and then write, write it over and over again and let it evolve in that way. Or you can use tapping. You know, this tapping technique, I think it's called emotional freedom freedom technique, EFT. There's a a specific sequence that you can look up online and it'll, there'll be a number of different videos that will walk you through um, tapping. Now, I want to credit my, one of my coaches, Debbie Sasson, for introducing me to this other way of tapping that I wasn't aware of. Um, before working with her. And that is that you tap the, the, the fear. You tap it out. So you take that phrase that's present for you, like, um, I don't want to face the day or whatever it is. Uh, that's, that's negative in nature. That's, let's call it pessimistic. Let's call it tight. Let's call it avoidant, right? Something like that. And instead of replacing that with something positive or trying to make that go away, those are the kinds of things that we want to investigate, right? I don't want to face the day. Oh, that's fascinating. Why wouldn't I want to face the day? My life is pretty good. I've got a sense of purpose. Okay, I've got some, I'm struggling through some apathy. Like I don't really know when these symptoms are going to go away, but don't stop there. Don't take it to your cognitive brain. Bring it into your body, right? So repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, and see where it goes. Write it, write it, write it, write it, and see where it goes. Tap it out. 
find the Google EFT tapping sequence, look it up, and then take that phrase into tapping, tapping. And what you'll find is that it naturally evolves through the body, right? Through the somatic experience, through the physical action of speaking, writing, tapping, whatever, you could take it on a walk and you will find that it starts to open up for you in a way that is not cognitive, but more um, in and of your body. And that's where you'll start to uncover what's underlying some of those, some of those, well, that phrase and those thoughts and those feelings that are present in those quiet moments, in those transitional moments where, where you don't have busyness going on in your mind or busyness going on in your day. So when you wake up is a great time to kind of turn this, turn your attention on to your inner dialogue. And then another time is any moment in your day that's transitional in that same way. So after you've completed a task, if you're kind of in this period of, um, well, I'm not sure what I'm going to do next. Or after lunch, you finished lunch, okay, you've done that. And now you have a little bit of time on your hands, right? Or you've done, you've gone somewhere and you're on your way home in the car. Car is a great time. Your mind just wonders. It's a great time. Walking, right? Just start to be aware of how you're talking to yourself and what you're saying. And remember, remember not to judge. Don't judge what you're saying because what you're saying has, it's like data, right? You're an, you're a scientist. You are an anthropologist <laughs> studying you, your brain and your body. So if you're, if you're a, or a psychologist, whatever, whatever it is for you, if you're that person and the person you're working with, right? This is you going meta. You're being the observer and the observee. You're the observer. You're not going to be like, oh, well, gosh, that's no good. We have to put that one away. No, you're going to be like, huh, how interesting. I wonder what that's all about. That's the kind of approach that you want to take to this. And if you notice yourself judging it, just notice that gently and come back. Come back to the activity of, yeah, sitting with, sitting with your inner dialogue. Now, if you do this work and you find it oppressive in some way, it means that what's happening is that you're really dwelling on the content and that's not going to be useful to you. It means that you're allowing the words that you hear to mean something. And if you're finding that, if you're finding that it's oppressive, if you're, if you're finding that it's troubling, one thing that you can do is just bring it back to the body and think of your thoughts as pure movement, right? Your thoughts are not truths, but they are just neurons and synapses and electric currents moving around inside your mind. That's all they are. Right? Just this microscopic perspective of, oh, there's this here, there's that there, 
and it has this symbology of these, you know, utterances. There's some vowels, there's some consonants and keep bringing it back to your body. Another thing that I invite you to do, if you're finding it oppressive anyway, is to write out, you know, do a thought dump on what it means. Do a thought dump on what I don't want to face the day means to you. Why, how does that make you feel when you hear yourself say, I don't want to face the day, for example, so that you can process through that reaction and then come back to that core phrase and move into it without all of the judgment and the criticism. And that is another way for you to practice being your own medicine, for you to explore your inner territory and start to get beneath some of these symptoms and responding to that call. Right. Every time you think of pain, every time you experience pain, it's like, okay, I hear you. You want me to pay attention. Okay. And in that moment, perhaps you can pay attention. Or perhaps you're like, you know what? I hear you. I've paid a lot of attention to you today. And now we're just going to move on. <laughs> or I don't really have the energy for that right now. I'll do it in an hour right? I'll sit down in an hour. So that what you're working toward is a, a, an empowered response to pain, an empowered response to emotional discomfort, a way to turn and face it with an open heart, compassion, and acceptance. All right. Have a wonderful week, everybody. I will see you soon. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining in this week. It's been a pleasure. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Please go into whatever app you listen to the episode on and see if there's a way that's easy that you could just leave a simple review, click some stars, and leave me a comment. Let me know what you enjoyed about today. It's wonderful to hear from you. I so appreciate it. Thank you in advance. Also, I have some spaces open right now in my one-to-one practice. I've had some amazing, amazing experiences with the clients I'm working with now. Things are just so wonderful uh, when you do this work. It's incredibly inspiring and uplifting and effective. It never ceases to amaze me. So what I love about it so much is that it's not only that you resolve the pain issue itself, the symptoms, but whatever is underlying it finally gets resolved and moved. It's such wonderful work. So if you are someone who is wanting one-to-one support, then I have space in my practice right now. Please reach out to me. The way you can do that is either by emailing me at molly with a y at movetonourish.com. That's movetonourish.com. Or you can click the link in the show notes to this episode and that'll take you to a free consult call, which you can book there. You can schedule and we'll just get on the phone on a Zoom call 
that is, and talk about, you know, what's going on and get some awareness about what is at the root cause of your symptoms and talk a little bit more about whether or not this process would work for you. Uh, You can also find me on Facebook. There's a Facebook group called From Pain to Empowerment and also on Instagram at movethenumber2nourish.com. And again, there's a link in the show notes for that. So come on over and join me in those places. Let's hang out together online. Do share this podcast with anyone and everyone if you found it valuable. It helps me so much and I just love that support. So thank you. And do reach out for support for yourself if you want support in this journey. It's a big one. A lot of things come up and it's really, really ever so valuable to have someone else's brain uh, on your side because it is amazing. Don't underestimate the power or the value of that. And you know what? You deserve it. My goodness, don't you deserve it? Yes, you do. So take care of yourself. And with that, have a wonderful week and I'll see you soon.